This is the Horse Radio Network. You're listening to the Athletic Equestrian Riding in College podcast. I'm your podcast host, Sally Batten, and I spent over 35 years coaching collegiate equestrian teams. There is one university that stands out in equine education. From its 200-acre campus in the heart of horse country, Midway University provides hands-on training to undergraduate students and offers programs in equine management, rehabilitation, and pre-veterinary science. For athletes, Midway provides scholarship opportunities on its hunt seat and Western equestrian teams. Now, for the first time, Midway is offering an online equine business and sales degree and an advanced equine MBA degree for students anywhere. Find out more at midway.edu. Welcome back, everyone, to the Athletic Equestrian Riding in College podcast. I'm your podcast host, Sally Batten, and I have been interviewing collegiate coaches and riders and organizations and affiliated organizations. And today I'm very happy to be talking about the United States Pony Clubs, which I have had a long history with. If you've been listening to all the episodes on the podcast, you've heard us repeatedly, whether it's coaches or riders, uh, uh, talking about people's uh, various experience with pony clubs. So I thought it was time to actually have an entire episode about the USPC, or we just call it Pony Club for short. And for all of you to find out exactly what it is, do they only ride ponies? (laughs) Is it only for kids? We are going to find out all of the info about pony clubs. So I am happy to have with me Jennifer Sweet, who is the president of the USPC. She is a mom to a son, Michael, whose horse experience is limited to wearing cowboy boots when he was three and two pony club daughters. So that's how she kind of started into the whole pony club world. Like most young girls, Jennifer had a love for horses. And at age 12, she received her first horse for Christmas. I got my first horse for Christmas, too. It was a wonder... It was a wonderful life-altering gift. She rode and competed locally through her high school years, and then as a young adult, gave up horses for work, marriage, and family. In 1997, she became involved with Pony Club when she signed her daughters up for membership. She quickly became a valued volunteer and leader when she stepped up to the plate to do whatever she could do for her local club and now the national organization. So welcome, Jennifer, to the podcast. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So I would like you to to give your best. Uh, you're, you're at a dinner party and uh, you're people that you're talking to have a little knowledge of horses, right? And so just talk about what Pony Club is. If someone says, what is the United States Pony Club? So the United States Pony Club is a horse organization, not just for children anymore. It's for youth and adults. We're multi-generational. And it teaches the 
uh, riding and care of horses and ponies. And it does that through um, what you would call, what, what are called certifications. It's a building block, uh, a building block method of education. Everyone starts out at the same level and progresses up through the levels. And you don't have to progress all the way through all of the levels. You can just progress through one of them. And over recent years, um, the way that you progress is very different than it used to be. It used to be, you know, you had to do it in this order and you had to do all of it. You had to do all components. Um, in Pony Club, it's an educational component about care of horses, as well as the riding component. Um, and it really teaches, I, I think it teaches much about horses, but I also think that it teaches a lot of life skills. Absolutely. I believe that my daughters are the two successful young women that they are today because of their pony club experience. So, um, yeah, let me see. Educational system is through certifications. It also offers competition. It also offers, which is competitions in the form of rallies, um, which are team related, which are typically unusual in the horse industry with the exception in very recent years with the collegiate team sports, the local high school, uh, IEA, I believe it is. Uh, those I think are a little bit more team related than you know, just going to an event or a dressage show or a Western pleasure show or something like that. So it offers the team option, which is, or the team piece, which is really important because it helps kids work together. And one of the most important things, and when I say kids, I don't always mean kids. I mean, adults too, because they can rally right. as well. And the members. Still, we're adjustment. Yeah. We're still yeah. that adjustment of what that, how to say that the right way. Yeah. Um, there are typically, uh, let's see, there are four riders, most typically on a team uh, with a stable manager. So they have someone to help them, not, not do all the dirty work for, but to actually help them. And they're judged at a competition, not just on their riding, they're judged on their horse management skills as well, which include everything from a turnout inspection, which is where you go and you're all stiff polished and everything looks great and is clean, horse clean. You're judged on that all the way to, you know, making sure that your horse is taken care of throughout the day. Water, salt, feed, depending upon what type of rally that, uh, that it is. So and it's and are all are all of those things that you're talking about the are those all laid out in the pony club manuals like they have to do it a certain way? So um, yes, there are multiple pieces. The standards of proficiency, which ex which explain the levels in the certification process. There are certain pieces that you learn from the expectations that you learn in those areas. The Pony Club Manual, as well as Horse Management Rulebook, uh, which is actually, I think it actually is called Horse Management Guidebook now. Um, okay. It not only has information in it for competition, but it also is the stuff that you should be doing on a day in and day out basis while, while you're taking care of your horses. Um, and then there are, there are a lot of other um, suggested readings that go along with it, as well as lesson plans and types of things like that that are available to members and or leadership for teaching at a, at a club level. Okay. So I, I have a lot of questions about all of that, but let's start out with what disciplines 
actually, before we get to <laughs> what disciplines, what is the history of Pony Club? It started in England. Is that right? And then like how how did it start? So, so Pony Club was established in the United States in 1954 as an oh. education program teaching oh. Riders, how to take care of their horses and how to ride. Um, it was uh, is loosely based on the British Horse Society, which was actually established um, as a junior program or a junior branch of the Institute of the Horse in England. So okay. our roots come from there, and that's where many of the traditions and that type of thing came from. Um, so we've been around since 1954. Wow, and I had, I had no idea that it started in the U.S. Where where did it start? Do you know? Uh, it's on the East Coast. I can't remember the the woman's name that started it. We actually do have a book that was written about her. She operated Pony Club out at with volunteers. Oh, she's going to Google it. Awesome. Yep. <laughs> uh, started Pony Club out of her basement, and um, it was a group, as I understand it, it was a group of fox hunting parents that were looking for their kids to learn about horses and riding so that they could go on hunts and learn about how to take care of the horses uh, because they were around them all the time. So Sydney Felton, Mrs. Reedy, uh, oh, that's one of the founders, yeah. My guess is that it's Maryland or somewhere, but I, I don't want to miss. Yeah, it could be. And I just don't, I'm not sure of what that was. Yeah. I should have grabbed my phone. That, that's okay. I'll see what I can find while you're answering other questions. So um, where where is it before I talk about specifics? How many states? How many members? Is it all over? Has it? Uh, I feel like the model has changed a little bit to now include school horses. So kind of talk about the, how it has morphed through the years. So um, Pony Club, think about what you just said again, my mind just went blank. That's um, okay. Well, Pony I, Club. Wait, yep. Go ahead. No, I was just going to, I was going to repeat my question. Where, where in the U S how many members, how many clubs? Yep. Pony Club exists all over the United States and actually all over the world. There are uh, there is the Pony Club International Alliance, which consists of the UK, Ireland, the US, Canada, um, Australia, and New Zealand. And there are actually Pony Clubs in all of those areas. They don't look necessarily like the United States Pony Club, but they okay. too are loose off of the British Horse Society's version. Um, USPC has uh, clubs in all of the states um, of the United States, and we have centers as well now, which you asked about, or which you mentioned, which are an established riding facility that is licensed to utilize the Pony Club curriculum uh, to teach to students who are also members of Pony Club. And that's a newer, I want to say in the last 15 years, uh, yeah. riding centers now. And they, they're, I think, more so on the East Coast, although we do have several on the West Coast, but I don't think it's as many. Um, so as an example, where I live in Washington State, 
we have 28 clubs in Western Washington, and that's from Vancouver, Washington, which is basically the southern border, all the way to the Canadian border and just the west side of the state. Um, most people here keep the horses in the backyard, have trucks and trailers, and probably don't commute horribly far to get to Pony Club. Um, at one time where I live, I had four recognized eventing courses within 45 minutes of my house. Wow. And I live in a rural area. So I know that that's very different to the East Coast. My, my experience and knowledge there is that most people board horses at barns and they trailer in vans to shows together. Right. So it is very different. And I, I think that riding centers were started to... Um, allow the curriculum, the Pony Club curriculum, which is excellent, um, to other people out, outside of Pony Club, but not outside of Pony Club, so they could be teaching the Pony Club way. Um, sorry, didn't mean to say that, not the Pony Club way. So they could be teaching the Pony Club curriculum yes. to men. It used to be the Pony Club way, but I can say that that is something that has changed over the years, and we've gotten away from that because there's more than one way to skin cats. Right. And we have learned that over the years that, you know, while yes, we should maybe do it this way, but what if it's done this way? Is there a problem with it? No. And that's right. one of also the changes throughout the years that I've been involved. Very, very different in, in how we approach that and how we look at how we look at the way that we teach. Right. Yeah. And, and it's also as we think about how cities have sprung up and less rural areas and less people with horses in their backyard. I think that that also changed the pony club model where now, now pony clubbers can be on school horses mm -hmm. and not just uh, their own horses. So, so that's something else that has changed. And did, did you say how many members there are? So currently we have 7,200 members that exist in 392 clubs and 107 riding centers. Wow. And that's, is that age six to a <laughs> hundred? Uh, yep, it is. It's all, that's all levels. There's a member is a member, whether you're five or whether you're 55. Right. Right. And I know you used to call the adults the horse masters, which I love that term. <laughs> so yeah. now do you just call them adults or they are what? They are regular member members is what we would call them. Um, okay. Originally, horse masters was started as a way to train volunteers to help with the kids. But what oh. we recognized years was that those adults wanted a pony club experience as well. And so through a couple of different trial phases, um, we, we tried some things and we had a separate set of standards for the horse masters and they didn't get the same certification uh, designations mm -hmm. as USPC members that they got a bronze, a silver or gold is what they got instead of a D1, D2 or D3, but right. they still want more traditional type of pony club. So right. we, we, we made the leap and we decided how we could make it work. And horse masters are full-fledged members with all the benefits, perks, complaints right. <laughs> as, um, as uh, the kids, as our youth members do. So basically we're youth and adults now. Well, I do love my adult pony clubbers. I teach in Hawaii and Alaska every year. 
and I teach at Mount Willy. And, and I had a group in April of nine adults in dressage saddles, hunt seat saddles, Western saddles, Australian stock saddles. And I did an equisize class and it, it's just so much fun. They're, they're so enthusiastic and they love doing things a little outside of the box like that. So speaking of, speaking of that, talk about what disciplines are in Pony Club. So um, I believe that eventing was the primary discipline um, that Pony Club worked out of. And since I've been involved, so since 1997, we have added, I think we've added all of these disciplines, actually. We've added dressage by itself, hunt seat equitation, show jumping, pull across, uh, mounted games. Uh, I just want to make sure that I don't forget anything on my list. Mounted Western. Games. Did you say Western? We have Western. We have Western. Um, oh, we, what, there's both English and Western games. Um, and of course, horse management is part of every single one of those disciplines. Right. And game games you you added in there, which is just take a minute to describe games because it is wild. So games are uh, they they can be wild. I would agree. My girls did games when they were at, at the D level, and it was a great way to engage kids to learn about balance and getting on and off their horses and sportsmanship and following rules and different different ways to engage different types of people. Um, I'm not sure, honestly, how many adult members play games, but they are still very big in our youth membership. What what are some of the games? uh, So it's called Mounted Games. What are some, like, what do they do? So um, I had the opportunity to attend championships in Tryon this past year, and I got, for the first time outside of a championships that we did here in Washington, I I got to watch the Mountain Games. And the one game that I watched, actually there was two that were really fun. One was where a pair of riders, and I might be able to find the name of it, a pair of riders, uh, one rider starts out with a rope, goes from one end through poles, the other end picks up another rider and that rider has to hang on to the rope and then they have to go through the poles back and it's all timed gosh the excitement of the parents and the spectators and you know is just incredible the other one is um has to do with the postman and they have like a mail bag a bag a pillowcase that has some something in it that's supposed to represent letters or something like that and so they have to actually if I'm remembering this correctly, they actually have to run down, get the bag, and then they have to uh, hand the bag off to the next, go back down, hand the bag off to the next person. And I think there's actually poles or something in the center that they went to as well. And again, speedy, because not always does your horse want to cooperate with you picking something up off of the ground or a bag, a very bag from somewhere else. and there's, there are the ring games where they have to go through and drop a ring on a pole right. uh, in a, and they're in lanes when they compete and they can't, and this is going on probably four lanes wide. So four horses at a time doing this at the same, you know, at the same time. It's pretty exciting. Right. 
And you mentioned Polo Cross, which is near and dear to my heart. I actually wrote the first book that was published on the sport, but um, that is basically like lacrosse on horseback and Pony Club adding Polo Cross has been the biggest boon to the just pure numbers of members. Uh, you know, most of the of the riders on the Polo Cross World Cup teams are past pony clubbers. So that's very important. Yeah. Yeah, very exciting. We had a big following in Washington State of uh, Polo Cross. We had a family that was very into it and they actually still play Polo Cross. And whenever we have um, our horse management camp in the, in the early winter, they come and teach, they bring rackets and the balls and they, they come and teach and all, and it's all on the ground. Nobody's mounted. They're just the kids. Oh, okay. Play. Love it. Is, Absolutely it, love it. is that the Alcots? That's the Alcots. Yeah. I used and to, I used to play, I used to play with the Alcots back in the day uh, in Colorado and Arizona. And those boys were little, little tiny things. So. <laughs> all grown up now. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so then th those are the kind of the fun games parts. But then you have, like you said, eventing, you have dressage, you have Western. So, Jennifer, how do the certifications work? I know they used to be called ratings. And so talk a little bit about how, where everyone starts, what they're called, how they move up, all that about certifications. Okay, so um, there are building blocks, as I said. Everyone starts out at a D level, and the first certification is called a D1. And each certification or each level has components that you learn, and each level builds upon the next. So in the D block, there's a D1, D2, D3 okay. certification levels, and you can uh, actually take the horse management piece separate from the riding piece now. It okay. all used to have at the same time on the same day, and it doesn't have to be that way anymore. And you can actually progress up through the um, track per se is, is what I would say. If you did not ever want to ride and you just wanted to learn horse management, you could receive all of your certifications through I think an HA doing just horse management stuff. Okay. Okay. So there's two, two blocks. The D block is the first big block. The second big block is the C block. And that's the C1, C2, C3. And the C3 is actually not a local level testing. It is a national testing. Um, and then there is the B, the HA, and the A. And actually, I should say the HB comes between either before you take your C3, which is a riding certification, or after you take the C3 riding, you can take your HB and then you become a full-fledged C3. I think sometimes it's complicated. That piece of it is complicated, probably not so much for new people, but for people who've been around and know what it, how it used to be, it seems like it was a little bit easier to understand that. Um, certifications are, um, as I said, C3 and above are national level testings. Prior to that, they're all local level testings and done by 
local level examiners, instructors in the area that you happen to be in. Okay. Yep, that's it. And as I said, you can separate the writing out. Um, you also can take your certification levels in whatever discipline that you want. So if you are just strictly a dressage rider, you can just take the horse management and follow what they call the dressage track. If you're an eventer, then you're going to do horse management as well as your flat work, which is dressage, your stadium, and your cross country. Um, and then show jumping, hunt seat equitation. I believe Western is a little more oriented or was oriented towards um, like a stock seat in, at the higher levels where you're right. riding and spinning patterns and that type of a thing. But at the lower level, it's at, at the D1, D2 level, which is where, sorry, D1, D1 to C2 level, it's primarily, you know, riding your horses at home, doing basic types of things. Right. And, and for, for our listeners who are not familiar with Pony Club, I need to say that uh, even B and HA and A, having a, being, being an A Pony Clubber is like having a doctorate in <laughs> horse Absolutely. education. I mean, they, they are unbelievably educated and know so much about the, the, you know, parts of the horse. I mean, it's just incredible. And I also want to say that in the, in the last Olympics, for instance, so many of those Olympians have a pony club background, right? They absolutely do. Um, we actually have a national examiner in our region who um, has throughout her lifetime and career utilized her her testing experiences and studying for all of the exams through the HA, she used that in her college applications to get into college. And so she will help kids or members who are in that process. She will help them equate that, translate that into right. what people need on the college applications because it really right. does speak a lot. Well, and I think it's important too. Can you speak to the fact that parents they are involved in that they help volunteer at the rallies and that sort of thing but but talk about how it is the riders it even if you're six years old talk about yeah. how how parents aren't allowed it as far as the testing goes right so um even at competitions as well as testing it is up to the member and their mount and the parent is basically at a testing responsible to get the, the child or themselves to the certification. And then it is completely on that child, depending upon what level they're testing to. You know, a D1 mom or dad is probably gonna help pack up the pony and do all of those types of things. Oh, okay. okay. At a D3 or a C1, that's not going to happen. That child or member is gonna be pretty self-sufficient themselves. Um, so it's, it's truly is about the kids learning how to, or the adults learning how to organize what they need to do and how they need to do it. And it is on them. And the other piece that I forgot to mention in the certification process is it used to be that you had to pass the whole test on that day. And if you didn't pass it, you had, you had to retake the entire test in order to achieve that certification if that's what you decided that you wanted to do. 
That is not the case anymore. Um, as I said, you can take the test in pieces, but you can also not pass a certain number of blocks within a section of the test and you can come back and just retest those blocks. So let's say you passed everything and you're, you're writing and inventing and it's a B3 and you passed everything except you didn't get all of your jumping skills demonstrated the way that they needed to be demonstrated. You're gonna hang on to all those things that you did pass and you can come back and retest that piece that you were unable to pass that day. Right. So that's another change. Yeah. And it's very, very clear what they need to do in order to pass, because even though I'm not an examiner or, you know, I don't do the certifications because I work with so many pony clubs, I have the piece of paper in front of me that tells me what they need to be proficient in in order to pass that rating. So it's very clear cut. There's no guesswork involved. Absolutely. You have the standards of proficiency and then you have the test sheets and, and members have access to, to all of that as well. So they can be looking at it and discussing it with their instructor and, and trying right. to figure out you know, all of those pieces. They can come and be very prepared. Right. And can you also talk about, I, I've been a, a speaker and I've had a booth at many of your national symposiums, which, which are in January in different locations. I've been to the one in LA, I've been to Connecticut, I've been to Virginia. So I've been at quite a few of those. But um, can you talk about your, your, I'm not sure what the name of it is, your national youth board and, and where those riders are gathered from and and how much they actually have a say in the whole pony club world. Yeah. National Youth Board came about, I'm going to say it's been at least 10 years ago, maybe just a little bit longer. Um, and it came where it came to, into existence that there would be representation throughout the nation from those members that are college aged and, and or going away to college or maybe getting ready to go to college. Um, and they would come together and meet at the um, symposium or convention on an annual basis. And they have a board themselves um, with a chair and different people filling in positions. And they try to keep the ideas fresh and young. Um, it, you kind of see Pony Club through their perspective, going to college, being in college, being graduating from college and, you know, and all of that, because the Board of Governors, um, I believe there's 25 of us, and, you know, most of us are probably 50 or older. Right. So, um, right. you know, and we, we are, we are actually a great group of people who are very open-minded and listen, but the National Youth Board their uh, head of their board actually holds a position on the board of governors. So they do have a say. They can bring nice. things forward, um, bring ideas forward. They participate on all of the board committees. Um, we have uh, something that's coming up through the ranks uh, that they've been working on for a little while is trying to offer a discounted membership to college students because it's expensive to be a college student and you might not have extra dollars. Now, this hasn't come into effect yet. It hasn't happened, but it's in the process. They're putting the things together 
Um, they brought some things to the board and we've sent them back to, you know, refine, re, you know, refigure things out a little bit. And we'll be looking at, I believe we'll be looking at a plan of theirs again at our October board meeting. Great. And um, so uh, let's, um, ho hopefully that's everything that everybody needs to know about Pony Club. Um, they can go to the uh, United States Pony Club website. And it, it's very easy to navigate and there's all kinds of information on there. So um, everyone can go to that. So uh, I want you to tell everyone what the website is. And then I want you to go into talking a little bit about how you became involved in Pony Club and um, your background with it. So the website address is www.ponyclub.org. And um, when you pop it up, there'll be a banner across the top and it will uh, list about and education and safety and all of those things. You click on those links and it will take you to the places on the public page that you can see. Membership is one of them if you're interested in becoming a member. Um, volunteering, donating, all of those things are available and out there on the public website, on the public part of our website. And also a, a great United States map where you can put in, I can put in New Hampshire and it pulls up all of the clubs in New Hampshire. Yeah. So in order to be in Pony Club, a participating member in Pony Club, you need to join a club or a center. And you actually would go exactly to where Sally just said, and you can put in your specific zip code and it's going to pull up clubs in your area and you can contact them direct. If you're not finding anything in your area, you can always contact the national office and they may be able to give you a little bit more information or point you in a direction. And it's clubs and centers that are on that map. Great. So talk a little bit about you, you your background and how you became involved. So um, I had horses, grew up with horses as a kid. Um, as my bio says, my first one was a Christmas present and probably the best Christmas present ever, still to this day, the best Christmas right. present ever. Um, it was hilarious because my sister got a pony and I got a horse and they were wrapped in garland and they opened the front door and I ran to the pony and my sister, who's younger than me, ran to the horse. We ran to the opposite. <laughs> uh, but it, it, it was just funny that that, how that happened. But, um, you know, I, I grew up and uh, got married and had a family and I actually um, was born and raised in Southern California and moved to Washington State. In about 19, I think it was about 1990 is when I moved here. And I moved up here because I wanted to provide my kids with a lifestyle similar to what I grew up with. I, while I grew up in Southern California, it was in a rural area where we have horses in the backyard and we were able to trail ride and do all that stuff. So um, I bought them a pony and <laughs> I found an instructor through the local tax store, and she is actually who introduced us to Pony Club. Um, from the moment we joined, actually from the moment we went the first time, because at this particular club, you couldn't just join. You had to go and visit them three times, and they only mm. met once a month. You had to mm. go visit three times to make sure that you were committed to, to do it. Um, we couldn't wait to become a part of this club, and our first experience our first club experience was fabulous. It was very much a family. Um, we had 22 members, which is pretty big for a club 
in, in general. There are some that are a lot bigger than that, but that's a pretty decent sized club um, in our area anyway. And, you know, we met once a month on a Saturday. It was an all day. We had a potluck and um, it was just super family oriented. And the levels of our club, the kids all kind of grew up together and then, and then the next batch comes in. So my, when, when I grew up, my did not grow, grow up in a family where my mom volunteered or my dad volunteered to do things um, that we didn't have any, any belongings to anything like that. So my experience with becoming a volunteer and learning about that has been through Pony Club. Um, and I'm proud to say that we weren't even in the club six months and I was asked if I would be a leader in the club as secretary. And I have served at the local and the regional level in all the leadership positions and then now serving at the national level. And I am truly honored to be here. I, I, if you would have told me 25 years ago that this is where I would be, I would not have believed it. I just, it is right. not something I do. It just kind of happened. And I'm even more thrilled that I still have a daughter that's involved teaching at a local pony club. And I have a granddaughter and another granddaughter on the way who, who um, will also both be brought up to the pony club. <laughs> that's so great. I'm very excited about, very, very excited about that. So that's great. Um, pony club is truly an organization, like I said, that teaches life skills. It really does. And it doesn't just teach them to children, it teaches them to adults as well. Um, right. I've learned about donating to a cause that you believed in. I've learned about volunteering. Um, I still serve as president. I'm a volunteer, but I also am my region's treasurer. and I'm a local club treasurer as well. So I still volunteer at all levels. Wow. Wow. Well, and, and I just want to say thank you to you and thank you for to all of the, the volunteers and the the DCs who are the people in charge of the clubs and really everyone that is involved because it's uh pony club has been very important to my career. I I'm sad that I never uh, was a pony club, a pony clubber myself. Although I guess I can call myself an honorary pony clubber, right? <laughs> you can still join. Yes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because I, I do teach at a lot of pony clubs, not only Hawaii and Alaska, but all over new England and, uh, 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 you know, the Midwest I've taught, I've taught everywhere. So um, thank you, Jennifer, for being on the podcast and telling us all about the United States Pony Club. Casanova College is a small co-educational college located in upstate New York, offering a liberal arts and professional studies education with over 35 academic programs. Our 240-acre equine education center is home to the nationally ranked intercollegiate equestrian team and the IACBE accredited equine business management program. Our equestrian team is one of the best in the region with a long history of success at intercollegiate and rated competitions in hunter seat, western horsemanship, reining, and dressage. The team competes in IHSA and IDA sanctioned events. Our world-class equine facility houses over 70 horses, a large heated indoor arena, multiple grass and sand outdoor riding arenas, and turnout paddocks. For more information, visit www.casanovia.edu slash cas-equine. Thank you for listening to the Athletic Equestrian Podcast. 
If you'd like more information on this podcast or any of our other podcasts, you can contact me at athleticequestrian at gmail.com. This podcast was produced by Jack Boyata and the music is by Kitcher. Kitcher.